morning, everyone. Um, so thank you very much, Sarah, for that very lovely little well introduction. Um, this morning, um, I'm going to be following on from Simon's series in Acts in relation to worship. So I'm just going to reread the verses for you. Um, what I would also recommend, if you haven't if you weren't here last week and you haven't had an opportunity, St. Peter's now has a podcast, um, which is very exciting. And so I would suggest that um, you take some time out this week to listen to Simon's preach, because um, it'll be a real blessing to you. So um, Acts 2, verse 42 to 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had in need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So this morning, I'm going to be looking at what the early church did in relation to worship. And what does it mean to be a church who worship? Now, in setups like this, where we come together and we have time it's in prayer and to hear and to sing, they are an act of worship. But ultimately, what is worship. There is a whole collection of, um, well, a whole book in the Bible called the Psalms, where every single one is a worship hymn. It is a, a song, a declaration. It's determining the joys of life, the troubles that you go through. It's a cry out for help to God, but ultimately it's a declaration of his glory. Um, we read this morning Psalm 19, and Psalm 3 to 19, they basically talk of a covenant faithfulness that's a promise to God that we make about how we're going to live our lives and they're declarations to say that we're going to do that with the way we think the way that we act and that we are putting that before him in a way that we hope is pleasing so worship goes so much more than just a Sunday whilst incredibly important and that's what I want to really touch upon the early church they understood what praising was because it opened doors and allowed favour with all. If you were going to give this talk a title, I would call it the power of praise. So what does it mean to worship? To worship something is to adore it, it's to exalt it, it's to put it above everything else. And what we worship is fueled by what we love. You worship what you love. Now, in my household at the moment, that could be Man United. <laughs> I have learned a considerable amount about football since getting married. Um, but there are numerous things that me and my husband would talk about loving. So as I ask that of you now, what is it that you love? Now, good Christians in the room may have been at Sunday school and know that Jesus is always the answer. But fundamentally, when we say we love God... What does that mean? I think sometimes, and especially in preparing for this morning, I've been really challenged about how I love God. Do I love God because he does what I want him to do? Do I love God when he answers the prayer that I've prayed 
and I see myself as blessed and I see the things that I wanted and it's answered as I expected. And then when things go wrong or when there are difficult times or when things don't seem to fit in how I wanted them, my perfect plan that I've thought about and prayed about in detail and said, you don't need to worry about me, Lord, doesn't work. What happens then? Because that's the type of love that breeds disappointment. It's the type of love that actually steals my hope. It turns God into a vendue machine where I'm waiting to get my bit out. And that worship is fueled, therefore, by apathy. It doesn't really help me to stem into growth with him. It's not about relationship. It's about me. Or maybe there's the other type of love where I love God because it gives me, he gives me like rules and a guideline and, you know, I get quite a lot of pride out of the fact that I can, you know, I'm a good person and I do this and I do this. Rather than and missing out on the whole idea of relationship, my worship then becomes quite linked to, to legalism. It's forgetting the part about relationship and focusing on what I do. Ultimately and fundamentally, loving God shouldn't be about what he does or about what I do, but about what he has already done. Jesus, my friends, is alive. He is seated in heaven right now, advocating on your behalf because he loves you. He was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. He died on a cross. And when he declared it is finished, he meant it. And to prove it, he rose from the dead. So that all those who put their faith in him, all those who say yes, can have a restored and redeemed relationship with Father God, empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a life of freedom and worship with the hope and assurance of eternity in heaven. Now just let that sink in. One day we will sit and eat with Jesus. We will behold him. Now, I've been a Christian for a while and I can give you my testimony in 30 seconds. I can tell you the gospel with a bridge and how to get across it. And sometimes the awe and the, the wonder and the truth of what we're actually talking about gets lost. Or maybe, actually, you've never even heard the gospel Maybe you've not heard it talked about like that. Maybe God and Jesus feel like they are far away, that there is stuff that you have to do to get to them. I want to encourage you this morning to spend some time with God because all he wants to do is say, hear your yes and your amen. I want to try something this morning, so bear with. But I want you to just close your eyes and pray. I want you to simply offer your heart to God this morning afresh. I think sometimes with the hustle and bustle of life, we can get caught up. And what I want to encourage you is to, in your, in your mind, imagine a room where it's just you and God in it, you and Jesus. And I want you to imagine you speaking to him to have a moment with him that is honest about where your love is. 
It may be the case that actually you don't even know him and you just want to say hi. I would love to pray with you. I would love to spend time with you to introduce you to the life-changing Jesus that I know. Or maybe you're tired. Maybe when I talked about the feelings around prayers that have been unanswered or tick boxes that you feel like you've been doing and not getting anywhere. Jesus wants you to embrace him and to find rest. There is nothing that you need to do more than than what he has already done. Because worship that is fueled by a love like that, wow what God can do through you. Because worship like that transforms you. It means that he is able to, it transforms how you think. It means that your actions are in line with him. It means that you're worshiping him with what you do, with what you say. It means that your families are transformed. Means that your local community is transformed. It means that this town, Berry, is transformed. Now, we can feel like we're getting quite big picture here. I would even say nations are transformed. (laughs) And it can feel like, ooh, that just feels a bit out of my comfort zone. But God is calling us to worship him daily in the small things, in that conversation you have with the postman who has delivered the package three times to the wrong house and it's very frustrating. That was my week. Um, In the bigger conversations when you're having to to discuss things that are, are painful and difficult, in those moments when he's asking you to forgive, they are all acts of worship Worship is an action and it's how we outwork that throughout our lives and how we do that with those that we call brothers and sisters. But we can't do it without continually coming back to our first love, continually coming back to the cross, continually lifting up and exalting Jesus. God is jealous for your attention. He does not want you to have anything else but him. He wants to be your first love and your only love. To be able to love his people. Now the the early church, they talk about praising God and how that gave favour with all. Because praising God and giving thanks, we can see that throughout the whole of the Bible, lifts our eyes. It puts us in a position where we are able to see above the circumstance, above what's going on, and to walk towards him. And for a community of hopelessness, for a community or people group who are struggling, for those where actually the idea of circumstance is too much, we have an offering of hope that is powerful and brings favour. It brings an opportunity to see the kingdom come and his will be done on earth. And ultimately to see people come to know the loving transformative Jesus. Praise is powerful. I think as we sung this, as we're singing this afternoon, that it lifts you, it reminds you of truth. It's a battle cry. 
There are times in my life when I have had really challenging situations and the moment that you start to lift your voice, to sing truth, all of the head fuzz, all of the lies of life evaporate because you are reminded and put back on that adoration of who Jesus is. I just want to encourage you this morning to focus in and to ask yourself some honest questions. Why do you worship God? Why do you love him? And, if, and what does that look like in your own walk and in your own life? And as we come back in and as we focus back on him, the one who has done it all, we step forward to walk our lives in his vision for him, with him, Worship is more than a song, but a song is a great way to start. And so I just want to continue, I want to give us some time to spend in prayer. I'm going to ask Jethro to come up and just play some music. I just, to have time with God. And you might have never done that before, but I want to encourage you to give it a try. There will be um, some of us around at the end of this service and we would love to pray for you. If there is stuff that you would like prayer for, then please come and chat to us. Before Jethro plays and before we go into some prayer, I want to read you the lyrics of my favourite hymn. I walked down the aisle to this hymn because for me it was about reminding myself that that of God's position and actually of what we've talked about this morning about how we walk with him fueled by him so I'm going to read the lyrics to be thou my vision be thou my vision O Lord of my heart nought be all else to me save that thou art thou my best thought by day or by night waking or sleeping thy presence, my light. Be thou my wisdom and thou my true word. I ever with thee and thee with thou with me, Lord. Thou my great father and I thy true son. Thou in me dwelling and I with thee one. Riches I heed not, nor vain empty praise. Thou my inheritance now and always. Thou and thou only, the first in my heart. High King of heaven, my treasure thou art. High King of heaven, my victory won. May I reach heaven's joys, O bright heaven's sun. Heart of my own heart, whatever befall, still be my vision, O ruler of all. I want to encourage you now just to close your eyes. is just going to play in the background maybe just take some time to think through do you need a fresh encounter with Jesus this morning
Father God, we want to thank you this morning. We want to thank you for the truth of your gospel. We want to thank you, Jesus, that you were obedient, that you loved us enough to die for us. And Father God, I just pray right now as we... um, yeah as we spend time in your presence and go out into the week that we would just know you close that we would have our worship our lives impacted by our love for you that we would go back to the cross daily i thank you father that you know each one of us here that you have a plan for each one of us and that you are drawing close we thank you father god and just pray that your joy your peace that surpasses all understanding and the hope and assurance of your gospel will be with us now, Lord. And we just ask for your blessing in the beautiful and precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.